Hey guys, and welcome to 10 out of 10 Reviews. This is our second Variety episode, Variety 2, Eclectic Boogaloo. I'm Alex. I'm Michaela. And I'm Max. And we're here to tell you why everything is always a perfect 10 out of 10. Uh, today we're doing another Variety episode. We're going to talk about just a little bit of everything, whatever we have on our minds. And I think we'll start today with a story from Michaela. What do you got for us? It's a news story I stumbled upon, and I thought it was I thought it was funny because I feel like we've all been here. So on November 30th in Sydney, this guy pulls up to a McDonald's and he orders 200 chicken nuggets and he is drunk as fuck. And they're not going to drop 200 chicken nuggets for this drunk driver. That's too many chicken nuggets. They don't even know if he's got money on him because he's being weird. They tell him, we're just not going to cook that many. We're refusing you service. So he starts lapping the McDonald's and screaming, <laughs> drunk as hell. So I'm just, I'm just want to go, like, you said he was, it was in Sydney. You didn't need to say he was drunk. <laughs> we all assumed it. So he's, he's freaking out. He's screaming things like, I want my fucking nuggets. I'm going to fuck you up into the microphone box. I want my fucking nuggets. <laughs> yeah. that, was, that was pretty good. <laughs> and it, it would have come up to $230 of food. And so they're pretty reasonably in the middle of the night. They're not taking that order. So eventually, after laughing and screaming, he drives up and he goes, I want a refund. He hasn't given them any money. I want a refund for my 200 fries and 200 Big Macs. He didn't order any fries or Big Macs. He hasn't given them any money. He's just screaming. <laughs> the police eventually show up to like take care of it, and he blows a 0.175 as Hot his blood damn. alcohol. He didn't go to jail, but he was fined $1,000. <laughs> and he's banned from driving for nine months. <laughs> All right. And he never got any nuggets. I don't know why it was a $200 bill for ordering 200 nuggets. That's insane. Maybe it was 210 pieces. Mmm. That, alright, that's a little more reasonable. I was going to say, you go down to your local Burger King and get 200 nuggets for like... How much would that cost? Because they're $1.50 a piece. Alright, quick math, boys. Quick math. Is it a 10-piece? It is a 10-piece. So, so you got to get 20 10-pieces, which is $30. Because I feel like we're really making a breakthrough here. Yeah, I for thirty dollars you can get two hundred chicken nuggets at the Burger King. And they have the new spicy nuggets. Why are we here? Hashtag not sponsored. Hashtag, please let me be sponsored by Burger King. I won't talk shit about your food anymore. Because, <laughs> God, Burger King sucks. <laughs> right, Burger King. Hashtag get good. <laughs> All right. That's that's pretty great, drunk Australian. Australian, Alex, please don't be offensive. I said Australian. Yeah. What? What's happening? You don't need to clarify that they're drunk. Oh. Oh, I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so that was a good example of police behaving well. Yeah, and I have an example of police behaving not so well with our second frying up some bacon segment. So our story takes place in New York City where a teenager, Anna Chambers, she's 18, was pulled over by two cops, Richard Hall and Eddie Martins. 
Okay. These are two narcotics officers. And they stop her and they're like, hey, you got drugs on you. We're going to arrest you. So they put her in some handcuffs, throw her in the back of a police van, and then force her to undress. And then they rape her. Ooh. And then they throw her out of the car and just leave. And so she immediately goes and contacts her mom because obviously a kid is going to call their mom like, holy shit, the scariest thing possible happened to me. And her mom was like, oh, damn. We're going to get you to a hospital. We're going to have a rape kit done. We're going to get this taken care of because fuck those guys. Yeah, but, like, how could you even feel safe calling the cops after that when it was cops that did it to you? See, and that's the problem because at the hospital, while they're doing the rape kit, nine police officers show up and start telling them, you got to keep quiet. Just in t- just using intimidation tactics, like, don't report this. How do you even know they were real cops? You don't know what you're talking about. Your daughter doesn't know what she's talking about. She's probably just making this up because they're cops. She's made up all kinds of other claims about cops, which she hasn't. Mm-hmm. And so you just have these policemen showing up, trying to scare a teenage girl who has just been assaulted by two officers. And luckily, the mom tells her daughter to like no we are pressing charges we are going to follow this through because what the fuck and after the rape kit is done and they test the DNA it comes up as positive for guess who Richard Hall and Eddie Martins Eddie motherfucking Martins I want to go back just a second to the part where one of you said one of the claims they made was that they probably weren't even real officers so it wasn't that is a much bigger crime. Not only are you raping 15-year-olds, you're impersonating a cop to do it. Yeah. And they right. wanted to, like, well, that's oh, not really my problem. They were probably just fake cops. It's like, okay, well, then why are you trying to get us to stop pressing charges? My daughter was raped. And then, so after the DNA evidence comes out, and we know 100% for a fact that these two had sex with this girl, they immediately changed the story and starts saying, no, it was consensual. She wanted it. 15-year-olds can't mm-hmm. consent, dumbass. She's 18. Oh, I thought you said 15. No, 18, sorry. Your piece of paper says 15. I know that it says 15 here, but it's because I was writing down the date. Gotcha. But So she was 18, so technically she could consent. Um, but she didn't. She didn't want to. And but- so these filthy pigs threw her in the back of a van, raped her, and then tried to pretend they did nothing wrong. Even but- if she did consent, you can't really call it consent coercement is like equally abusive if someone's holding a gun that's not informed consent yeah the two officers are now facing 50 different charges including rape in the first degree good and what about the other cops that tried to cover it up i don't know i'm hoping that they get charged uh as of right now there was no information in the articles that i found saying whether or not they had been but they sure as fuck better be, yeah. because what the hell? Mm-hmm. Damn. Right? This is why we need to fry up some damn bacon. Let's These filthy pigs Just need to sizzle. Right? There's, there's no checks or balances. There's no. There's nothing in place right now that actually catches them behaving badly. They can just do whatever they want, and then you just have to hope you can sue later? Yeah, because my whole thing about this is. There's no way in hell this is their first time doing this. 
There's not a chance that this is the first girl they've picked up and said, oh, you have drugs on you, and then raped her and then threw her out of the car. There's no way, because if it was, why did these nine other officers show up? Mm-hmm. Why did, are they defending these guys? Like, what the hell is going on here? I think there's something way deeper and more awful going on because New York has a history of corrupt cops. And it's it makes me mad, and it's disgusting, and I, I hate pigs. Man, fuck the police. Right? Coming straight from the underground. I'm not going to say the next thing. A young man's got it bad because he's brown. Or if you're just doesn't a teenage the, girl walking down the street, doesn't apparently. Doesn't same punch. Because, uh, yeah, it's... I just can't believe it. I... Oh. All right. That's the end of frying up some bacon, too. Michaela, you had kind of our main story for the episode. What do you got yes, for us? Yes, I have the exciting true crime, the tale... Of Dee Dee Blanchard and her daughter Gypsy Rose Blanchard. That's such a horrible name. Gypsy Rose. Yeah, so Gypsy, there's actually a flower called Gypsy Rose. There's also a burlesque dancer from the 1920s named Gypsy Rose. (laughs) And also, Hmm. I'm not going to call her this, but she's known to her family as Gyp. That's her nickname. Huh. That's not a nickname. I don't think it's a racial slur, but it it is. No, it is. It's uh, Gypsy's. Yeah. Because they were ripping people off. Oh. Or they were assumed to be ripping people yeah. off. You say, you got gypped. It's the same as saying, he Jewed me. It's equally yeah. offensive. I didn't know that's where that phrase came from. Are you serious? <laughs> that's where gypped yeah, comes from. Yeah, it's actually pretty fucked up. That's awesome. <laughs> okay, okay. I don't know no, if that's like the it's, it's, a, it's an awesome fun <laughs> fact. Not. It's awesome that we decided to... Do you think in the future we'll have, like, I got Jewed? And it'll just be like a regular thing that regular people say and nobody no. cares about. Well, that's that's what Jip is. Jip. Yeah. That's because Everyone no one it. likes the Roma Catholics. And nobody really knows what it means. Yeah, I had no idea. I. Anyway, we can't get stuck on our name. Please continue. Okay, okay. Dee Dee Blanchard, her daughter Gypsy Rose Blanchard. They were in Louisiana, and then Katrina happened. They moved to Missouri. Uh, Dee Dee was Gypsy's caretaker because Gypsy... She had, this is a list written by Dee Dee to a doctor. Everything on this list is spelled wrong and, like, not the correct term. So, obviously, Dee Dee wasn't very educated. (coughs) But Gypsy Rose suffered from epilepsy and seizures, vision impaired, hearing impaired. She had GI reflux, which means she was fed through a feeding tube. Uh, Dee Dee has written quadriplegic on this list, but that's not correct. She could move her arms, not her legs. She was paraplegic. She was wheelchair-bound. Muscular dystrophy, anemia, hypoventilation. When she was a little tiny baby, she was like immediately put on a breathing machine. Asthma, allergies, mental capacity not above a seven-year-old, leukemia, incontinence, spelled wrong, lung disease, heart mummer, which I think is heart murmur. She was taking anxiety meds. She was taking pain medications. She was 19 years old, according to Dee Dee, but if you were to ask Gypsy, she didn't know how old she was. Her mother kept that from her. Family members and nurses were instructed not to mention Gypsy's age because Dee Dee thought it would make Gypsy feel sad to find out that she was like a voting age adult, but had the mental capacity of a seven-year-old. She was bald all the time because she was shaving her head because of the leukemia. 
She dropped out of school somewhere between kindergarten and second grade because she was much too sick to be going to school. Uh, she was often got free airlifts to the hospital, free Disney tickets donated by the parks and by different like walk for cancer sort of corporations. People donated to her family all the time. And on June 12th, 2015, Gypsy Rose killed her mother. So I want to stop you for a second. It's a lot of sad things. But also, she got to go to Disneyland, which I have never gotten to do. So she's at least a little bit lucky. Ooh, lucky that she has leukemia? She she got to go to Disneyland. I've never gotten to go to Disneyland. Bro, but when you have leukemia, you're not going to enjoy Disneyland. She probably did. She went more than once. Because people kept sending her there. <laughs> I think it would still be a good time. You have leukemia, you gotta brighten up your day somehow, and how better to brighten it up than with a $14 churro? Bro, the stuff in the park probably wasn't free. She just got in for free. So she got to see all these other kids who weren't sick, running around with their legs, <laughs> enjoying food that her parents couldn't buy her. <laughs> so keep that in mind. We feel like she was at least a little bit lucky. We might, we might feel like she's more lucky or less lucky later, and she was watching everyone else run around while she was sitting in her wheelchair. So, uh, on June 12th, Dee Dee Blanchard is stabbed to death in her bed, and people notice that she's not showing up to her obligations anymore, so they call the police, they say, we need to do a wellness check, and on the 14th, they, they show up to do the wellness check because Gypsy's Facebook post is saying things like, the bitch is dead, I slashed that hog, I raped her daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, well, she's her daughter, though. Yeah, so they think someone might have hacked her account, or they think that Gypsy is lying, or they think Gypsy thinks this is a joke. Hmm. Or their first thought, and I think that was Gypsy's intention when she writes, I, kill, I raped her daughter on her own post, is to try to make it look like an intruder hacked her Facebook. So they, they look at... Gypsy's house and her wheelchair and all of her medications are still in the house. They don't know where Gypsy is. So they go through her phone and they find out she's been in contact with this boy she met online. And so they trace his IP address. They find Gypsy in Wisconsin with a boy named Nicholas Godijan. And Gypsy was not disabled at all. What? <laughs> the surgeries were real. The medicine was real. She could walk and talk just fine. She was in her 20s. She was not 19. And she wasn't, she had a feeding tube, but her stomach worked just fine. She was in a wheelchair all the time. She could walk. What? She had had a GI surgery, an eye surgery, and had her salivary glands removed. But she wasn't sick. What the hell? Why were doctors... Pre oh, man. This is crazy. Because Dee Dee Blanchard was sick and a monster. She has something called Munchausen by proxy. And had Dee Dee been treated for this and had people been aware of what was going on, uh, Gypsy would have not suffered at all. But Munchausen by proxy is what happens... Munchausen's is when you fake sick because you like the attention mm -hmm. or you force yourself to become sick because you like the attention. Munchausen by proxy, it's almost always parents or nurses, they make other people sick because they like 
going to Disneyland and getting airlifts and getting donations online. Jesus. Oh, shit. So it's just like the sixth sense. Spoiled it for you, bitch. <laughs> what? You don't remember that? No. The girl who's like super sick and then they go to her funeral and the kid finds the videotape of the mom putting like dish cleaner into her soup. What? You don't remember that? No. That was like a subplot. <laughs> That's a way better spoiler for that, that movie. Was, that was something Dee Dee Blanchard did. When Gypsy yeah, was course. a baby, Dee Dee lived with her stepmother and father. She was putting Roundup, the weed killer, in her stepmom's food. Huh. And they kicked Dee Dee out because they were like, we don't trust you. You keep writing all these bad checks and bringing these men home, and your stepmom is sick all the time. And as soon as Dee Dee moved out, the stepmom got better. Interesting. Yep. So... At one point, they had gone to a neuroscientist, doctor, neurologist? That sounds right, neurologist. If I combine all those words, you'll understand what I mean. And he notices she doesn't have any sort of muscular atrophy. She's like, she's not buff by any means, but the muscles aren't withering away. And for someone who's a paraplegic with muscular dystrophy, You'd think so. Yeah. So it means she's just been doing creepy sneak walks around the house at night? Well, it means that she probably walks around at home, but her legs are super weak because she doesn't walk in public. And so he notices this, and he says, this might be Munchausen's. And he writes on her medical records that the mother is not a good historian, don't trust her, nothing on our CT scans, nothing on any of our scans are finding anything wrong with Gypsy at all. So Dee Dee disappears. They just never go back to that doctor again. Oh my god. And the other doctors in the hospital are like, hey, they're, they're just really famous and really rich from all these donations. Just just leave them alone. Just treat them. They, the doctor says he was told to treat them with golden gloves. Yeah. So he was just, he sort of knew. He kind of reported it. But he didn't know, because he was kind of a new doctor, that there are organizations you go to to report this kind of thing that you're supposed to call CPS, because all the other doctors were telling him, yeah, that just happens sometimes. Don't worry about it. Don't think about it. Are these doctors getting paid commission? What the hell is going on here? And there are other doctors who are being told, this is the diagnosis and the recommended treatment, and they're saying, oh, I believe this fake medical document and doing the surgeries. So Dee Dee, she'll go to one doctor, she'll... Pretend to go to a doctor to get a diagnosis, and then go to a real doctor and get the treatment done. Jesus. Uh, after Gypsy was imprisoned, she talks about the abuse that she faced at her mother's hands. She was often beat with a coat hanger. Yeah. Hmm. Sometimes Dee Dee would put medicine and milk and like food in her feeding tube while she was asleep. So she never really knew what she was being treated with. Uh, her friends talk about how they never ever saw Dee Dee and Gypsy out in public without holding hands, and they later found out that was because if Gypsy ever started to mention that she wasn't as dumb or as sick as they seemed, she would dig her fingers into Gypsy's hand with the nails mm. as a way of saying, like, you're going to get it later. Uh, Dee Dee told Gypsy that she could never go to anyone for help because she had filed paperwork saying she was mentally disabled and that she was not fit to testify ever and she was a liar and to never believe her. Jesus. Gypsy says sometimes her mom would handcuff her to the bed. Gypsy says sometimes her mom withheld food. And we know, this is way later, 
basically everyone who's ever been to prison has lost weight in prison because they're getting just like cafeteria food. They're not snacking. They're not. Gypsy gained 15 pounds in the county jail just between the beginning and end of her court date. God damn. So she was super skinny. She had like no teeth. She looked like a little kid whose teeth had fallen out because she didn't have her front teeth, but she was in her 20s. I don't really know why she didn't have her teeth. Gypsy was pretty frequently meeting boys on the internet and trying to meet up with them. And she would bring her real birth certificate, the one saying, she we don't know how old she is, even right now, saying, I am an adult, I like you, I'm in a bad situation, I want to sleep with you. She's got her birth certificate saying how old she is. And Dee Dee would be stalking her and would swoop in with a fake birth certificate and be like, she's 14, I'm calling the cops. Ugh. Hmm. And so Gypsy didn't even really get to date at all because of this fake, fake age thing. That's like a movie. Yeah, that's horrifying. Mm -hmm. At one point, Dee Dee had smashed Gypsy's laptop so that she couldn't contact the boys. And she said, like, and if smashing your keyboard doesn't work, I'll smash your fingers too. Ugh. I'm glad she got stabbed to death. Sort of. Me too. Cook that hog. Right? (laughs) Uh, This takes us, one of the boys she met online, Nicholas Godijan. He was diagnosed with autism, and he claimed he had disassociative identity disorder. Only he called it multiple personality, and he said he was never diagnosed, but he should be. But we do know he had an IQ of only 82. Oh. Hmm. He was Gypsy's friend from online. All of Gypsy's real-life friends hated Nick because they thought that he was this adult taking advantage of this teenager. They were both between 18 and 20-something but he never was gonna have the mental capacity beyond a 15 year old, according to his parents and doctors. And all of her friends thought that she would never have mental capacity beyond the age of seven. So everyone thought that he was like taking advantage of a disabled child, but they were both adults. They were just both mm-hmm. in weird situations that made them juveniles, kind of. Mm-hmm. There's some fishy stuff about who was who was able to consent in this situation and in my opinion neither of them really were and so maybe nothing bad was going on well bad things were going on because this guy he once went to jail for fondling himself at a mcdonald's for nine hours for nine hours yeah he wouldn't leave the bathroom they had to like call the cops he like barricaded himself why the mcdonald's bathroom he was retarded Wow. But like he... <laughs> there it is, I guess. But you can do that anywhere. Why do you gotta do it in the McDonald's bathroom for nine hours? Because then you can bust out to refuel. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go get a Big Mac real quick. Get 200 nuggets. No, you won't. You'll just end up running in circles around the building. <laughs> uh, Nicholas Godijan, he'd often talk about his evil side that he had. And that his evil side would take care of Gypsy, anyone who was hurting her. And his evil side would come and save her so that she could run away with his good side. Because he believed that he had a disassociative identity disorder. So it gets to the point where Gypsy is like, I am losing my mind. I am trapped with this woman who wants me to pretend to be a disabled teenager. I'm not sick. 
I'm sick of medicine and surgery and feeding tubes. I want to run away and live with this boy who I think I'm in love with because I've never been in love before and I'm a stupid kid. And so I'm going to kill my mom. So her first attempt is to get Nick to come down and meet her mom and then maybe they can just get married and have a real life. She tries one time to kind of pull off a successful, like, normal adult relationship. So she buys him a movie ticket to Cinderella and then bullies her mom into taking her to the same showing of Cinderella. And then they pretend to bump into each other and, like, get to know each other. Like, oh, I met this most amazing guy in the lobby. I met this great stranger. I really like him. Mom, come meet this guy I've been talking to for five minutes when really it's her boyfriend long term. But that doesn't happen because they just have sex in the bathroom. Nice. Hmm. So he goes back to Wisconsin where he's from without having met the mom and Gypsy is like, well, that didn't work out at all. Now I'm never going to be able to get out because my mom has like doubled down on no boys after she saw us together. So now I guess it's time to do it. I guess our plans come to fruition. I guess we have to kill her. So Nicholas Godejean, he comes back down to Missouri. Gypsy leaves a pair of gloves out on the porch so that he doesn't leave fingerprints. And he puts the gloves on and he opens the screen door and she hands him a knife and then she hides in the bathroom with her hand over her ears so she doesn't hear and he stabs her to death and then the two of them they get in the motel and they begin to get worried it's been a few days and they haven't read any police reports about Dee Dee so they make the Facebook post to try to convince people that there had been an intruder I guess there was but they knew the intruder and then they go to Wisconsin together which is where they're found later I'm trying to decide. There is a lot of weird sex stuff in the documentary. And I don't know how much weird sex stuff we want to talk about right now. All right, I want to get into the weird sex stuff. I want to know. It's important to remember, even though they're acting like 13-year-olds, they are in their 20s. Gypsy's not disabled. And he just has autism and a low IQ. He's not like... They're not children. This is gonna sound like I'm talking about children. They're not children. I think that's important to clarify. Okay. They are sexting all the time. Nice. And in the interview, Gypsy goes to the reporter and she goes, and we decided to try this crazy thing. It's called uh, BDSM, as if the reporter had never heard of it. (laughs) (laughs) She thought it was this crazy niche thing. Their Facebook pages are just absolutely full of weird Beauty and the Beast porn. He's got all these, like, multiple personalities, and all of his multiple personalities each need a girlfriend, right? And so she has to come up with all these fake personas to, like, match his. And so they label them and name them, and they buy her, like, wigs and costumes. So she's got, like... Candy, her slut side, who wears bikinis and rainbow wigs, and Ruby, her evil side, who was just a bad Harley Quinn cosplay. (laughs) And then there's a really cringy one. I don't mean to slut shame at all, but she makes a post, and she's in, like, pajamas and pigtails, and she goes, I'm sorry, Daddy, and I don't know what the name of the little girl side is, but she claims to also have, like, a little girl side Mm -hmm. to match his other personality. I'm going to slut shame that one. I was going to say, I'm actually going to step in shame. I'm hitting the shame button. Shame. 
can't just slut shame. I just did. Kink shame. Don't kink shame. I can kink shame all the time. Don't kink shame. Even during the murder, they're sexting because they're in different rooms of the house. (laughs) 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 He's he's got a knife. He's standing over Dee Dee. And he stops for a second to send her a text like, I'm so rock hard right now. I just want to lick your boobies. Not quite. He's downstairs with the knife and he texts her, I'm in, I'm ready to go. Get your ass to the bathroom, missy. And she texts back, Yes, Daddy, going now, sir. <clears throat> Weird. And then he stabs her to death. And then they had talked about beforehand that one of the crazy things, as if this was just a regular, like, Fifty Shades of Grey, like, something that everyone's going to do, he asks for permission to rape her mother's body after her death. Hmm. Does he do it? No, because it gets worth... Thank God. He doesn't do it because Gypsy says, I'm not comfortable with that. You can rape me instead. Jesus Christ. And they throw around this word like it means nothing. And she's telling the reporter, I told him he could rape me, but then he was hurting me, so I didn't want him to rape me anymore. And then it turned into real rape. It's not funny. That's disgusting and horrible. Jesus. We're laughing because we're uncomfortable. It's oh so, my god. It's, and it's crazy to me. Like, this girl never had any alone time, any freedom. She couldn't pick her clothes. She couldn't act like an adult. She couldn't even choose what she was going to eat because her mom was just doing her feeding to while she slept. And even all that stuff, you cannot stop teenagers from fucking... They're gonna sext each other nudes, no matter what you do. Ugh. This is gross. Yeah. Like, it's funny, but this is... (laughs) These are gross people. This is just a window into their, like, kind of sick psychology that they're not fully understanding the importance of, like, what consent is, what, like informed consensual non-consent is they're not understanding they're just doing weird stuff because no one has ever taught them like respect and safety i guess and then they're just murdering because in their head like that's what you do you don't go to the police you just murder a woman in fairness i think dd needed to be murdered but you know Dee's family kind of agreed because they flushed her ashes down the toilet. <laughs> Good. Well, damn. So this is the most up-to-date information I could find about their court case, about what happened after they were caught and after they went to court. Gypsy takes a plea deal. It should have been first degree because it was premeditated, it was planned, they were gloved, they had texts about like when to do it. But because of the rough situation and that she was being so abused, she takes a plea deal for the second degree murder. So death penalty is off the table. And Gypsy fucking thrives in prison. She has gained weight. She has grown her hair out. She looks like healthy and nice. She's gained so much weight, which no one ever does in prison. She's not taking any medications. Her food tube is out. She is remarkably healthy in fucking prison. So that's how bad her home life was. Jesus. 
Dr. Phil once asked Gypsy, he was like, how do you feel about the sentence? Do you feel like this is a fair? Do you feel like you should have gotten more time or less time? And she says, oh, I definitely should have gone to prison. I did murder someone. But I think 10 years is too long because I've already lost so much time of my life, all my teenage years. 10 years is probably too much time, especially because I'm not receiving any therapy and the help I need in here. Because I, I don't know, she did, she did have somebody killed, but I think it's, maybe she's not, like, the kind of mentally ill where you can plead insanity, but I think her situation, a judge or somebody should have stepped in and been like, well, I, I don't know, gotten her more help than just going to prison gives, like, she should have gone to a mental health institution, mm-hmm. and there does need to be like a punishment for the crime because she she did she had somebody killed but i can't help but just feel bad for her because holy shit and go to jean he is on trial for first degree and last we heard in the beginning of 2017 they were postponing his trial again and again because of his iq of 82 they didn't really his side says he's not fit to testify and that he shouldn't be going to a regular prison, that he should go to a, a place for the handicapped and the mentally ill. And the other side is saying, autism is not bad enough to, to lead to these things. I think he should be tried as an adult. He stabbed a woman to death. And so there's all sorts of mistrials and postpones going on. I tried to find the most recent information I could and I couldn't find anything newer than January of 2017. Okay. If you want more information about this story, if you want to see footage of Gypsy Rose, how she looked exactly like a 12-year-old, even in her 20s, and to see her talk and to see Nicholas talk and to learn more about the investigation, the documentary Mommy, Dead, and Dearest is on YouTube. And it's, it's really well done. One of the reporters, she works for BuzzFeed now, but she worked for the New York Times for a long time, so she is a real reporter. And there's a lot of really important information in that Mommy Dead and Dearest documentary. Hmm. So I was just looking it up because I was curious. His IQ, while it is low, 82 is well below average, he's not even in the range for mentally retarded. He is dumb. He would be really, really dumb. And listening to him talk in the in the interviews and in the court case, he sounds dumb. Yeah, but he's not he's not to the point that we would consider him disabled, really. You probably bump into people who are as dumb as him every day. I bet some of those people, they even get accepted into college. You just work really hard. That's the kind of disability you can overcome. Just a really mild slowness like that. Because I think, I think I bump into people that dumb all the time. <laughs> I feel like I've dated plenty of guys as dumb as Nick Godejean, but I could be biased. All right, so what are we calling that out of 10? I, I'm going to go with 10 out of 10, the most shameful kink. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> 
I don't know, maybe 10 out of 10, the sexiest sexts? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to take a quote right from Gypsy's Facebook page. 10 out of 10, I'll be your beauty if you'll be my beast. Ew. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so not surprised to learn that that's the kind of thing they want. I'm sure that they're both the kind of person to share like those Harley Quinn and Joker memes. Yes, she dressed up as Harley Quinn for him in photos. I mean, that might just make her a good girlfriend, really. But. <laughs> no, but they loved they loved the Harley Quinn and the Joker kind of dynamic. They loved the Beauty and the Beast dynamic. They were they were children who didn't know what relationships were supposed to be because neither of them had had a chance to have any sort of healthy relationships practiced or modeled for them. That's. I think we should talk about things that are less sad. I think we should talk about some things we've done recently that we found were pretty 10 out of 10. All right, so the first thing I want to talk about then, I want to talk about how 10 out of 10 gin is. Because my whole life I have been told that, oh, gin is gross, don't drink that, it tastes like garbage. It's amazing. It's the best way to get drunk. Because I was a vodka guy for so long, and now I've switched over... I can make my drinks like two to three times as strong now without it making me want to like kind of throw up in my mouth. Yeah, we even bought cheap gin. It doesn't burn at all the way vodka kind of starts to burn when your drink gets really strong. We don't have to keep it nearly as cold. It can just be kind of chilled and we can drink it. We did. Did we do shots of gin at some point? Yeah, the shots of gin was a good time. It was, it was not bad. It didn't make me cringe or anything. It was enough for us to get drunk enough to do shots of cheap vodka. <laughs> so, that's all you really need. It's true. We mix it with ginger ale and drink gimbucks or gym... I've only seen it in writing. Gimbucks? I don't know. We'll call it a gimbuck. That's fine. I don't know what it's actually called. doesn't matter. It's just gin and ginger ale. <sighs> I had a 10 out of 10, but since we don't break the law ever... <laughs> I can't talk about mine. Were you in Nevada recently? Sure. Yeah, on a recent trip to Nevada, because none of us have ever committed a crime in our entire lives. And Don't this is all comedy. Me. Not you. No, we, we've never committed a crime, and all of this is comedy, and this is just a funny story that didn't actually happen. Max, what you got for us? Just I, I smoked weed where it's legal. Stop winking. <laughs> Jesus. I just wanted to make sure you could... I wanted to try to make it so they could hear how hard I was winking. I... I don't know that it's... I don't think it's possible. But I will... I will do everything in editing possible <laughs> to make it sound like you are winking. Okay. Is that your whole 10 out of 10? The concept yeah. of weed? Yeah. It's <laughs> 10 out of 20. Are you high right now? No. Just 10 out of 10. The sweetest Mary Jane. I want to talk about a TV show that I watched. It's a Netflix original. Spike Lee directed it. It's a comedy, and it's kind of a dark comedy, adult comedy, and it's a real, like, art house kind of film. There's a lot of surreal elements, and there's a lot of untraditional editing. But it's, I really loved the show. I watched the whole thing in one sitting. It's about this girl named Nola, and she's dating three different guys, and she just made it clear to them, like, nah, I'm never going to be in an exclusive relationship. Don't want to. 
And it's just about her being an artist in New York, not having a lot of money, juggling this kind of untraditional lifestyle of dating these men, and just her friends doing what they can to scrape by and what it's like to live in kind of a poor part of Brooklyn and be gentrified and to watch your friends get kicked out of their, their places where they lived because suddenly they're not rich or white enough to live where they've lived their whole lives. And the music is incredible. Spike Lee, he puts the album covers of the music you've just been hearing in between scenes. It, So I only watched about half of the season with you because I came in after you had been watching it for a while. And it was weird. It was super art house. And I liked it. But I couldn't adequately explain what the fuck I was watching, even after six episodes. Okay, um, I think that's all we got, right? Yep, I mm. think those are some good things that happened this week, some bad things that happened this week. And, and some a- really good things that happened this week. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So as always, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we're on all kinds of social media. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter and Tumblr. All of those are at 10 out of 10 pod. That's 10-O-U-T-T-A-1-0-P-O-D. And you can always shoot us an email at 10 out of 10 pod at gmail.com. Uh, we'd really appreciate it if you guys would rate us on either iTunes or the Google Play Store. It really does help us. And as always, I'm Alex. I'm Michaela. And I'm Max. And thank you guys for listening.